to mention something about J-Lo. And this is kind of on brand with History Happy Hour today. Did everybody watch? Now, I couldn't watch the inauguration because I was working. So I couldn't I couldn't watch either. It. I would occasionally just get like, Sarah Knapp would just send me screen grabs off her TV. We're going to pause the inauguration story really quick. Okay. Copper, Copper has gotten his, is it like 23 and 24 and more? Like, what is it for dogs? I don't know. <laughs> Do dogs only have 24 chromosomes? <laughs> if more, if not more, 24 or more. <laughs> 20, um, 20, 23 and he. 23 and he and good boys. Um, he got his doggy breed results, test results back. And we're going to Very exciting news. Live on the air. Yeah. Copper, who's your father? I really hope it's Matt. <laughs> I hope it's Matt too. I hope you don't have a family drama about to bust out. Do you want to do the breed, guess the breed game? <laughs> Do you want to do that after you're done? Oh. Because I don't know how long it's going to take. Yeah. It sounds like a that. fun drinking game. Yeah, but I don't want to know and then take a get, take a guessing Wait, game. Wait, no, let's play the game. It can't be that, it can't possibly be that long. Do you want me to get Kyle? Does Kyle want to play the game? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let me see. He's busy watching Thomas Patrick Edward Brady play football. Oh, is he? Yeah. Is he rooting for I, I think that nice young boy from California might go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Rogers? Is he from California? No, Patrick, or, or, Tom Brady's from California. Oh, I assumed he's from New England. I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> Is it because he played for the Patriots for yeah, a good I guess, years? I, guess so. <laughs> I don't know where Aaron yeah. Rodgers is from. And quite frankly, I could care less. Yeah, also. I hope the Bucks win their game. Matt says Aaron Rodgers is also from California. Well, Julie, you were right. I was right. I guess I assume because Jordan Rogers looks like he's from California, and I only know Aaron Rodgers from Jordan Rogers. Should we just assume that all like white, vaguely attractive male quarterback, male quarterbacks, quarterbacks are from California? Yeah, I would say so. Okay, are we are we gonna play the guess the breed game? We are. Matt's putting pants on. Oh, what? It's probably a good idea. Okay. <laughs> Copper, do you want to come up here so everyone can see you? Come here. Oh, so handsome. He doesn't know what's about to happen to his life. He's about to find out who his father is. Are these changes going to dramatically affect him, do we think? No. Not <laughs> sure, but he looks like he's a <laughs> No. Oh, don't tell any rubs. Oh. All right. Okay. Does Copper's breed mix include American Pit Bull Terrier? Yes. I yes. think so, yeah. <laughs> Copper has 50% American Pit Bull Terrier. Seems right. We're really good at this game. We are. We're winning so far. <laughs> so far, we're winning. Does Copper's breed mix include beagles? No. No. Wait, I, is my, he crazy? Is he crazy? There's six questions, by the way. He is a little crazy. Beagles no. are notoriously psychotic. Our, our analysis found no noticeable traces of beagle. Okay. Uh, all right. That one. Uh, I don't know what this is going to look like, but um oh this is what this is what cj has english springer spaniel oh no I oh yeah that's what rusty is yeah but copper yeah. doesn't have any of that no copper has no no springer spaniel in him have you ever been to a fancy gentleman's store you've seen a springer spaniel <laughs> we were correct 
red bone coon hound. Yes. I could yes. see it. I yes. Look at it. the color of his fur. Yeah. 14.7%. Oh, shit. I think that's what Ladybird is on King of the Hill. Covers a coon hound. Ma uh, mountain cur. Yes, 100%. Yes. Is, is that it, a black mouth? Is that the same thing as black a black mouth? You did, yeah. His sure. mouth is black. It is. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. It yeah. kind of looks like a. The, the, see that first picture? Is where. Oh, yeah. Look at his tail color. And his from. ears. His little and ear ears. shapes. Hopper, we're just piecing ears. the puzzle of your life together. Oh, 10% mountain cur. He does. Oh. German wired haired. Wire haired pointer. pointer? I'd I say no on the German wire haired pointer. No. No noticeable traces. All, right. All of like the, the preppy white boy dogs are what Copper is not. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He is 50% American Pit Bull Terrier, 14% Red Bone Coonhound, 10% Mountain Cur, 8.8% percent rat terrier no rat oh chapter. that's weird no rat 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 a little dog how does that work american staffordshire terrier yeah okay that's yeah five percent german shepherd what okay, oh. what's, a chow chow? what's a chow chow oh chow chows are the fluffy ones with the curly q tails where did he get that from chow chows have black mouths too now yeah, we know american stafford oh he kind of that's uh, what a pit bull is, right? That's yeah, yeah, pit bulls are usually there. with staffies, yeah. Yeah. Actually. You guys have fun. <laughs> oh my gosh, I want to do one for Murph now. We did um, the Embark vet test. So it does breed scan and it does health scan. So like his, it takes oh, that's his... that's good. Yeah, it takes his... Uh, like it runs his basically the genetic testing and then it traces it for like diseases and that are common in those breeds. Yeah. yeah. And so it gave us actually it gave us our health results yesterday and then the breed results came in today. So um, we can send those to our vet so they know that he might get kidney stones later. My most terrifying thing was when we got rusty. Um, I was just like worried for the first like year and a half of his life that he would develop signs of rage and then we'd have to put <gasps> them down. No. Yeah. Cause like Why spaniel rage is like a very common thing. Oh, uh -huh. what? Yeah. Because they're, um, especially like in like the Southeast, there aren't like a ton of like Springer spaniel breeders. And so there, there's like issues with inbreeding with inbreeding and that, and it leads to rage. Yeah. Dang. Very yeah. sad. So back to my inauguration story then. Yes, J-Lo. Um, I didn't get to watch, yeah, J-Lo. I didn't get to watch the inauguration live in action, but I went yesterday and I was kind of like watching some of the performances uh, back. Did anybody not find it hilarious when Jennifer decided to throw in, let's, let's get loud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I shit you not, I was vacuuming my floors and I stopped <laughs> and I was like hold up Jennifer hold up and I rewound yeah. it listened to it again and I was like she really left you on a cliffhanger there because you were like are I you know for what yeah what are we gonna what? go into the song what? you're like yeah. <laughs> she didn't 
But I'm like, is Let's Get Loud now like a U.S. national anthem along with This Land is Your Land? I don't know. Star Spangled Banner? I don't know. Like, is it up there now? I don't know. It's like at, at basketball, at like, like professional sporting events, you get the national anthem and then you also get Let's Get Loud. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, like, is that going to be, is that our new normal? Speaking, you know, I was waiting for the DJ to blend it in. Yeah. like, like It almost felt like she didn't tell anybody she was going to do it. Did she know she was gonna do it, or did <laughs> was she overcome did with she just, like the, with like the the, the patriotism? I don't know, I, Gloria Estevan's still alive, so <laughs> it's not like she was a but like the ghost of her. Yeah, uh, it really did. Yeah, feel like she was just overcome in the moment, and she just let it out. And yeah. then I also found out um, that Lady Gaga, after her performance, she told she got to meet Kamala Harris, and then she. She does do this thing where she's like kind of awkward and uncomfortable in her own skin until she's performing. If you guys, I don't know if yes. you've ever noticed about Gaga, like when she's like speaking, she's like kind of like, eh, like, and then she starts performing. She really kind of comes into her own skin and then she kind of recedes back into that like very relatable. Right. Like, now, I, now I'm a person again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So she's meeting Kamala Harris and I guess she told Kamala Harris, have a nice, uh, have a nice inauguration. And <laughs> You could see, like, she just, after she said it, was kind of like, what the fuck did oh, I fuck. say? <laughs> we, we, we went to a wedding one time, and Kyle's buddy is, like, ushering us as, like, a groomsman to our seats, and he sits us down, and then he comes back with another group of people, and he looks at them, and he goes, happy wedding, and then, like, <laughs> walked away. Yeah, that's what that feels like, like, happy. Yeah, wedding. we were like, what was that? He's like, I don't know what to say to them, like, just yeah. a happy wedding. Happy wedding. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, those were two moments that I kind of took that I thought were rather humorous let's get loud i i'm still not over it i'm still it was like it. a ball it was a ballad it was a ballad she, it was like let's get, get loud. loud yeah she um i thought she was gonna keep going with it i know i, I was excited was <laughs> for being honest i would have preferred it i hate this land is our land. <laughs> <laughs> like out of all that i'm just like uh oof, oof, woody guthrie oh I, every time I hear that song, I think of that episode of Rugrats from the 90s. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yep. Where they talk about the grape juice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just you ever noticed that on Rugrats, they would dip their Reptar cookies into water? Yeah. It was weird. No. Oh, yeah. I'll goog. I'll give it a goog. They, re- <laughs> they really romanticized the eating of crayons. Oh yeah. My mom actually didn't and want me watching Rugrats. She said it's because Angelica was mean, but I don't know the real reason. I wasn't allowed to watch Cat Dog. What? Yeah, I think it really freaked my dad out. My condolences to your childhood. Honestly, I wasn't allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy, but I think that's for obvious reasons. I was reasons. definitely allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy is not a children's show. I oh, for sure it? watched Beavis and Butthead too. Elizabeth dressed as cat dog or one half of cat dog at my 21st birthday. Yeah, I was the dog. I was going to say- No, I was the cat. You were the cat. Jessica was the dog, I think. Was anybody that uh, shitty little mouse that lived in their house? No. It was a Nickelodeon themed birthday party. So like Casey came as Good Burger. Uh, Trying to think of whatever. Uh, Does anybody dress as like, uh, as Clarissa from Clarissa Explains It All? Maybe, maybe me. I was just dressed as a You kind of were, yeah. Did you wear neon things and then a backwards hat? Yep. And it's literally (laughs) an acid wash jean shorts. Yeah. 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 She was basically like, I love the 90s. Nickelodeon themed. Nickelodeon themed. 
then some oh, bitch the next year copied my theme but whatever it's fine wait who did some girl i don't know saw it on facebook imitation i don't care i don't care to know what her name is so i don't care who she is but whoever's out there that did that thank you i guess it's the form of flattery moving on was she in your sorority and she was just like this feels like a good idea no she was i don't even know who she was either way all right well she needs to work on her creativity yeah she does she probably works in public relations probably um all right so we have a new president and a new vice president it's very exciting stuff here folks (laughs) Um, let's get loud. <laughs> let's get loud. And today we're going to talk about, um, we have a few things. Uh, I have two small topics I'm going to get into before we get into our big topic. Since these were, uh, some little conversational bits that were hot in the streets for a minute. Um, I'm just going to, for the people, um, we are going to briefly discuss like how impeachments work. And then how the 25th Amendment works. So um, impeaching does not mean like the president's being fired. It basically means um, that he's like being brought in for an evaluation, essentially. So getting called to the principal's office. Getting called to the principal's office. Exactly. So a member of Congress will file the articles of impeachment. Um, And so think of an article of impeachment. And this is my killer reference. As that note that Wow and Snooki wrote for Sammy, where it just details all the terrible things that have happened. Yeah. <laughs> Can you not say that while I'm trying to drink water? Except it's not anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a whole bunch of complaints and it'll be read on the floor of the house. And if it's voted through, <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> a number of fat women is my favorite line in that entire, that entire <laughs> Um, and if it's voted through, it then goes on to the Senate Judiciary Committee. And from there, um, hearings will then be uh, formulated. So outside counsel is brought in for the president. Uh, witnesses are subpoenaed and all that stuff. It's basically like an actual hearing, except it's run by the Senate Judiciary Committee and not um, attorneys. Typically, to sit on the Senate Judiciary Committee, you usually have some sort of legal background. They don't just pick um, like that's kind of how those position, those committee positions are chosen. This person's been a judge, they've been an attorney, what have you. So, um, so tons and tons of background research is done. It's a lot of work. They usually take weeks and weeks. Um, and they, there's a lot of questioning. So they question witnesses, uh, any, um, supposed accomplices, um, and the judiciary committee hearings. And then from there, they will present their findings and their evidence to the Senate. And then the Senate will, vote on the Senate floor as to whether or not the president is being formally impeached and um, convicted on these charges that have been brought forth. And if they find him guilty, then he has to resign. I have a question. Yes. Does an impeachment always have to come from a criminal act? No, not necessarily. Good question, Elizabeth. Bill Clinton was technically just impeached for lying to the American public. Right. Because so, he said he didn't get a blowjob, but he did get a blowjob. So, like, we sh- okay. Her mouth was so pregnant. <laughs> no, like, she's a great Twitter follow, by the way. Yeah. Oh, Monica Lewinsky. Or- oh, yeah, big time. Oh, yeah. No, she's a bad bitch. Have you guys listened to her TED talk? Yeah. Oh my I god. Not, but I, that's going on my. You list. should. Yeah, you really should. It's really good. Um, 
Yeah. So I think that I did know that. And then the more I think about it and the older I get, the more ridiculous that becomes. Yeah. The more ridiculous it is. It's, it's, yeah. So the way they saw it was that he, he went in national television. He lied to the American public. They tried to get it on like perjury kind of a deal, but no, it doesn't have to be criminal and it doesn't have to be like breaking the law. And let me rephrase. It's not ridiculous that we impeached him for that. It's ridiculous that we impeached him for that and we don't impeach every other politician for doing that because 100 politician lies yep. to the american people every yeah, correct 100 so <clears throat> now the 25th amendment the 25th amendment didn't come around until the 1960s uh when they realized there was a lapse in like control or transition of power after jfk was shot and he was in the hospital and there was technically no president around to make decisions that makes so sense. During LBJ's tenure as president, they established the 25th Amendment. So anytime the president um, goes into a position where he is not of sound mind to make presidential decisions, the vice president, with the approval of the cabinet, is then sworn in temporarily to handle all of those presidential duties. There's actually a great episode of um, The West Wing where President Bartlett's daughter is being kidnapped, is hit, hit up and she's being held hostage. And they feel as though he's not in a like rational enough position to make presidential decisions. So they have the um, speaker of the, or the speaker of the house sworn in as the president because the vice president was out of the country at the time. So it had to go to the next guy. So the house is sworn in as the president until they're able to figure out what's going on with his daughter and he's back in like a place where he can make like rational decisions. Hmm. Yeah. So I have a really good question. It'll come to me. Take your time. So what, what has to be done then in order for that amendment to be put into action the full presidential cabinet has to agree they have to vote on it and go yes let's do it and then from there it moves forward and who's in the presidential cabinet again secretary of education secretary of homeland security secretary of defense secretary like all all of the secretaries are your presidential cabinet okay and how many so, are, are there of those people generally there's like 10 or 12 sometimes they create other positions sometimes they don't use them but um <clears throat> the cabinet has to agree upon it Okay. I remembered my question, but then I realized it wasn't a good question because I was asking if that was like a designated survivor type scenario, but it wouldn't be because the vice president is still alive. Yeah, so, he was just the yeah. vice president, I believe, in the episode was like out of the country, like doing like a vice presidential tour situation. So then I okay. go to the next guy. Um, it's a really good episode. Um, I highly recommend it. They like they like go through the whole background of it and they address it very well. Um, but I'm also just like a big fan of the West Wing as it is. So yeah, I can't stay awake through the West Wing, and it's one of Brandon's like favorite shows. Um, Have you guys watched House of Cards? Oh, it's phenomenal. That's another it's one that Brandon creepy loves. and dark and scary, it's but it's so phenomenal. Good. Yeah. From Jenny. what I have been told, sorry, is Veep is the most accurate portrayal, and Veep is literally one of my favorite shows. Is it really? Should we Did watch you know it? that? Elizabeth, uh, I've never seen it. Stop it right Stop. No, you've now. never seen Veep. Stop, stop, stop. It, oh my is gosh. it funny or is it dramatic? Oh, so you will cry, you will laugh so hard. It's okay, so is, is it like Shit's Creek? Yes. Yes. Okay, I'll put it on the list. Honestly, Elizabeth, of all of those like sort of types of shows, Shit's Creek is my favorite. Veep is a close second. 
followed by Parks and Rec. Uh, Parks and Rec. Then maybe, this is so unpopular, but then maybe followed by The Office. I love The Office. Well, then that's the thing. And ranking these types of shows, like you're really splitting hairs because they're all right. so good. It's but true. The- and a lot of them have, uh, especially with like Parks and Rec, like The Office and 30 Rock, it's a mm-hmm. lot of the same writing staff. Yep. Um, oh, but anyways. Veep is, the casting in Veep is great. Veep is phenomenal. Elizabeth, it is so funny. You have, you, what tonight? I will watch it. You guys have to start it like tonight. That's your okay. homework. Oh my God, it's okay. so good. Maybe and I'll get episodes- Kyle to start rewatching it tonight. Kyle loves it too. Uh, the episodes are only like 30 minutes long. So it's really easy to get through like mm-hmm. a few of them. And I have a big crush on Dan Egan. Really? He's a terrible person. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> choice. <laughs> Just, just a god awful human. I do. I feel like <clears throat> I am Amy, and that one scene where she, like, she thinks that she's gonna lose her job, and so she starts hitting on Dan, and then the yeah. I thought she's not gonna lose her job. She's like, "Fuck you, Dan." <laughs> like, That's me. Um, she's like, "Shit!" My, like, what am I gonna my, do? My favorite thing that uh, uh, my favorite line of Amy's is they're like walking. She and um, <clears throat> she and Gary are walking into. Scary. the vice president's house they're about to film like an at-home special and she goes I went to bed at seven o'clock in the like seven o'clock at night last night 7 p.m I went to bed at 7 p.m <laughs> and she's just like I need you to understand how my life is going right because he asked her like what would you do this weekend and she's like I went to bed at 7 p.m I'm like oh I feel that a lot yeah I feel <laughs> like I, I relate to Amy on a lot of levels on that show <clears throat> her character anyway. is top notch love her all right so Today, we're going to talk about Vice President Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Who has quite, like, honestly, she has a litany of accomplishments, I would just like to say. And she wasn't a senator for very long before she decided to run for president. So, like, props to her. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to go for it. Literally. She was like, I've been a senator for a year and a half. Let's run for president. Let's just do this thing. So, she was born on October 20th in Oakland, California to her mother, and I'm probably going to butcher this name. So for those of you who probably actually know how to pronounce it, I'm sincerely so, like, so sorry. Shyamala Gopalan. Um, she was a biologist who helped stimulate advances in breast cancer research. And uh, her uh, father, Donald J. Harris, who was a professor of economics at Stanford. Um, both of her parents were immigrants, her mother from India and her father from Jamaica. She spent the majority of her life living in the Bay Area, um, predominantly Oakland, Berkeley, and Palo Alto. Her parents divorced when she was seven, and her father moved um, permanently to Palo Alto. Uh, She has stated that when she would go to visit her dad, other children in the neighborhood weren't allowed to play with her or her sister Maya because they were Black. Rude. Well, her dad was Black. What? But her dad was Black. Right. But like... Because like the Palo other Alto parents. is like a ritzy sort of whiter area. The oh, other, yeah. okay, okay, got it. Okay, yeah. Um, at twelve, she and her sister relocated to Montreal with her mother, where um, she attended. Oh, because her mother took a professor job at McGill University, um, and she attended a French-speaking primary school. Um, during her time in Canada, she had a really good friend confide in her um, that her stepfather molested her, and Kamala believes this to be the pivotal moment in which she um, like made the call to one day become a prosecutor in order to help protect women and children. Oh, that's one of my favorite fun facts about her. She enrolled in Howard University um, in 1982. It's a historically backed black college and university located in Washington, DC. I didn't know she went to Howard. That's cool. 
Yes. Uh, one of my favorite Drake lines, uh, you think she went to Yale, but she probably went to Howard. <laughs> um, I do. Funny. That's exactly yeah. what I think. Me too. Yeah, running on the treadmill every day, only eating salad. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, while there, she interned for California Senator Alan Cranston. Uh, she chaired the Economic Society. She led the debate team, and she was a member of the Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. She graduated in 1986 with honors, with degrees in political science and economics, and she went on to attend law school at the University of California. Um, and later, she was admitted to the California Bar in 1990 after passing the bar exam. One of the hardest bar exams to take in the country, by the way. Her first job was as a deputy district attorney, which um, is basically like our version of an assistant state attorney. It just depends on where you live, whether it's called a district attorney or a state attorney. Either way, you're a prosecutor for the state in which you work for. Um, she worked in Alameda, California, um, which is also in the Bay Area. Uh, in 1984, she was appointed to the Unemployment Insurance Appeals Board uh, by the Speaker of Cal the California Assembly, Willie Brown, who was her boyfriend at the time. Willie? Oh, um, so a little bit of nepotism. It created yeah. a little bit of a problem. Um, she stepped down from her prosecutorial duties to full-time sit on this appeals board so as not to create any sort of problems. Um, but the connection was heavily noted in media coverage. And it was part of an ongoing pattern seen in California politicians by appointing like friends, family, like loyal political followers uh, to lucrative positions. However, she has since defended her work on the appeals board. Um, in 1998, she's hired as an assistant district attorney for San Francisco. Here, she develops a reputation for being hard on crime. She primarily prosecuted homicide, burglary, robbery, and sexual assault cases, as well as three strikes cases. So after that third time um, of like felony uh, like conviction, you know, you're in jail for the rest of your life kind of a deal. Um, in 2000, she leaves the district attorney's office and begins working for the city of San Francisco, uh, heading up the Family and Children's Services Division, uh, legally representing childhood abuse and neglect cases. In 2004, she is elected as district attorney to San Francisco. She creates the first ever environmental crimes unit, and she becomes notorious for her incessant marijuana-related convictions. <laughs> Oh, so she was <laughs> anti-marijuana back in 2000. Okay. Kind of a little bit. Um, under her time as DA, the office had more than 1,900 marijuana-related convictions. Wow. It should be noted, though, um, that most of these were not low-level marijuana convictions. Most of them were, like, intent to sell, like, heavy amounts kind of a deal. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that her lower-level prosecutions didn't receive, like, a lot of jail time. But she, and she has been on the record of saying, like, I was anti- and now I'm pro. Like she has Correct. come out and, and said this. Yeah. People are allowed to change their minds. Exactly. Which yeah, yeah. we as a country need to become a little bit more open to. Yeah. Um, so uh, she cleared 27 of 74 backlogged homicide cases um, by settling uh, 14 with plea bargains and taking 11 of them to trial. So that's phenomenal. Um, of those trials, nine ended with convictions and two hung juries. So she took 49 violent crime cases to trial and secured 36 convictions from 2004 to 2006. She achieved an 87% conviction rate for homicides and a 90% conviction rate for all felony gun violations. Hmm. So she was not fucking around. Yeah. She pushed for higher bail for criminal defendants involved in gun-related crimes, arguing that historically low bail encouraged outsiders to commit crimes again in San Francisco. Um, the San Francisco 
Police department officers credited Harris with tightening loopholes that defendants had used in the past to get away with things. In addition to creating a gun crimes unit, she opposed releasing defendants on their own recognizance if they were arrested on gun crimes, sought minimum 90-day sentences for possession of concealed of a lo or loaded weapons, and charged all assault weapons possession cases as felonies, Question. adding that she would seek prison terms for criminals who possessed or used assault weapons and would seek maximum penalties or on gun-related crimes, and she was very hard on mandatory minimums. Question. Um, she Question. created the... Ben. Yes, yes. Sorry, um, can you go back to the part where you said low bail rates to reduce crime? Um, so she pushed for higher bail for criminal defendants okay. because low yeah. bail rates just cause okay. them to re I think I heard quickly. that wrong. Yeah, I was like, that doesn't make sense. Okay. Historically, low bail encouraged outsiders to recommit crimes in San Francisco. Yeah, that makes sense. She created a hate crimes unit focusing primarily on hate crimes against LGBTQ teens in schools. And she went on to support... Um, a piece of legislation called AB 1160, which advocated for the California Penal Code to include jury instructions for them to disregard um, any sort of bias, sympathy, prejudice, or public opinion in making their decision. So don't make a decision on someone's religion. Don't make a decision on someone's um, sexual preference. Don't make decisions on how you feel, how you would feel about that person like outside of what they've committed crime-wise. Does that make sense? Yeah, I do know like one thing that like I personally have been um, wary of with her is, and I don't remember when this was, but at some point she determined that uh, transgender inmates could not have access to um, like hormone, like hormone therapy and hormone treatment. Yeah, yeah. And to me, that would be like cruel and unusual punishment in my opinion. So she actually, so cruel and unusual punishment is brought up a few times in her tenure as attorney general of the state. Yeah. Um, so she is staunchly against the death penalty and she developed a back on track program to help reduce recidivism. Um, and it helps nonviolent offenders reenter society, try to reenter society successfully. So in 2010, she's elected California attorney general. And then again in 2014, so she served two terms. She was the first woman, first African-American, and first South Asian-American to hold that position in the state. Um, a large portion of her time in office was spent uh, developing recidivism programs um, and reentry programs, similar to her successful Back on Track program, which at the time, the Department of Justice used as an example for other states who were looking to create programs that were similar because it was so successful. Um, she received a lot of flack for um, a lot of suspect, suspected wrongful conviction cases because of how hard she was on getting convictions. Um, and she garnered a lot of criticism from academics and activists during her time as attorney general in California because of it. She did went on to say on the topic, like I have a client and I don't get to choose my client. Like the people of California are my client and I have to try to get a conviction. Yeah. Um, as attorney general, she was a massive champion for LGBT rights to a degree. Uh, she, uh, she opposed Prop 8, which said that marriage was only valid between a man and a woman and helped get it overturned in the state of California. Um, she also sponsored legislation to ban gay and trans panic defense in court. So like, oh, I was afraid because like they're gay and they're different and that that scares me. Um, <laughs> and she continued to, which is the strangest thing ever to me. Yeah. It's which weird. is essentially a hate crime. So yeah. it's fine. That's exactly. Yeah. She continued to champion public safety legislation, especially with regards to environmental protections. 
with the cruel and unusual punishment thing. So because of all of these supposed um, wrongful conviction cases, California jails were like spilling, like, like ripping at the seams with people. And she obviously was the one to blame because she pushes for like, let's take it a trial, let's prosecute, let's get it done. So all these people are going to jail um, under these like speedy convictions and we don't know like how accurate it is. And the term cruel and unusual punishment was thrown about with her multiple times because of how full the California jails were and how like, she was like, well, I mean, she didn't really do anything about it pretty much. She kind of was like, these people were convicted. They are in jail. If they want to appeal, they can. So, um, and it became, I mean, and I will say, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that, um, like how many times did we watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians and like one of them got out of jail like eight hours later because yeah. they were too full? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like how many of though, like how many like nonviolent like offenders could get out where like you were driving drunk and you could have killed somebody like you sorry chloe kardashian you should probably be in jail yeah i and it's just like i don't know i think that this is a very tough topic in general like there's a common theme if you see like a movie or a tv show and there's a prison and the way that many of these um what are they called um corrections officers treat prisoners Yes. Is terrible the way they, you know, call them names and talk to them like they're subhuman. And where's the, where's the um, effort and rehabilitation in that kind of mentality? That's the thing. Yeah. That's what's really tough. I saw, um, Brandon and I were watching Chopped the other night. Great show. Oh, love it. Ted Ted Allen. Ted, can we just hang out? Um, The original Anthony. Yeah, the original, that's right, the OG Anthony. So, um, but we're watching Chopped and one of the guys on, that was competing was a chef. It was a Wings and Whiskey episode, great episode. Um, And he had said that he had been in jail for 11, 12 years or something like that. Like when he was a teenager, he was arrested and he's like, I've been out of jail for, you know, 13 years, 20 years or however long it was. And Mm -hmm. now he's on Chopped and he's a chef and he's just like, he even said, he was just like, I was a dumb kid. I made a lot of mistakes and I, you know, I did bad things and I'm out now and I've changed my life. And it's like, I wish we could get to more of that, but I feel like he is in a minority because of the way the prison system treats inmates. Yeah. The penal system is really messed up. And I think the fact that most of all, all of our pri- prisons are privately funded is like a real problem too. Yeah. So. And there's also the difference between the prison like the prisoners um like I, I don't want to say mental state but like their their mindset of like what motivates them and like yes. can they can they rehabilitate themselves in this guy's case from chopped it sounds like he was able to do that but in some cases people need assistance and programs in order to become rehabilitated for sure and that's something that's not happening in the well, prison system and what, what does it do to you if you already, you did something bad, you made a mistake and then you're in an environment where you're constantly just told that you're basically a piece of shit. Right. Yeah. And you then know, what mean, are you going to think? You're going to go, well, like, whatever. What's yeah. the point? I'm just going to keep being a piece of shit. Yeah, I, yeah exactly. It definitely, why try? Why try? Why try to be better? Why try? You know, I'm sure there are people like this man on that we saw on Chopped 
you know, here and there that can push past that kind of negative talk and that can get out and can say, no, you're wrong. I'm not a piece of shit. You know, I'm going to get out of this, but I just, I don't know. And I'm not, I mean, I'm like pro law enforcement. I am not like against corrections officers. I think that there are a lot of really great corrections officers out there and but it's just, it's a systematic issue that, you know, it's this environment that yeah. been, this is what the norm is that we look at prisoners like they're less than, and For I'm sure. not talking about like murderers or like actual sociopathic pieces of shit. I'm talking. No, about- but definitely like, like Peter over here, who's like, I got caught with like an ounce and a half of weed and now, you know. Yeah. Or even like petty theft and things. I mean, you don't know, like kids get caught up in stupid shit. They make the wrong friends they're impressionable. They make a mistake. They get caught up in the wrong thing. Does that mean they, that the rest of their life that they can't ever become something? It shouldn't mean that. Or right. they're pulling in Aladdin and they don't have money to, to spend yeah. on food. Yeah. You know, exactly. Okay, here we go. In 2000, it's called all the way back up to the top. I hate this. In 2016, she was elected to the Senate filling Barbara Boxer's spot for California um, then President Obama and then Vice President Biden endorsed uh, Kamala Harris in her campaign. Um, she only served as senator for two years when she sought the nomination for uh, the Democratic nomination for president. During her time as a senator, she was wildly vocal about her disapproval for many of Trump's policies, most notably the Muslim ban. Um, she spoke in opposition to cabinet picks Betsy DeVos for um, Secretary of Education and Jeff Sessions for Attorney General. She was a leading figure in questioning Rod Rosenstein over his fiery of um, Comey, the former um, uh, James Comey, the former director of the FBI. In 2018, she was appointed to the Judiciary Committee after Al Franken resigned. During this time, she aggressively questioned Kirsten Nielsen, about her, um, who was then the Secretary of Homeland Security, about the family separation policies for illegal immigrants um, and the kids in the cages situation. Yeah. Uh, her line of questioning received a lot of media attention at that time. That's sort of when she became like, um, like a pr- like a very like prominent figure on uh, the news scene. Was the way she, um, like, rapid fire questioned Kirsten Nielsen. Okay. In October two thousand eighteen, she was the target of the United States mail bombing attempts, um, which is uh, some senators and congressmen were targeted with literally bombs in the mail. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Did we ever? find out who did it uh i think they did um you know i don't really remember this happening that much and when i looked it up and i was reading about it i was like everybody everybody was okay (laughs) like none of them blew up like oh wow it it felt like anthrax but not as scary as anthrax yeah yeah um in early 2020, uh, she voted to convict the president on charges of abuse of power and obstruction of justice after his impeachment hearings. Um, <clears throat> so after she became a popular figure in the Senate and garnering a lot of media attention, she um, sought to seek the Democratic nomination for president, um, which she did really well for a while. I think a lot of people liked her. I know my mom and my aunts liked her a lot. Yeah. Um, and she was extremely... Um, she was extremely hard on Joe Biden during um, like 
Democratic nominee debates. Which and- I will say, I feel like this is something that gets a lot of criticism for like why he chose her as his running mate. But I actually really respect that. I see exactly, I saw exactly what he was doing and he made, yes, he made yeah. the best call. He picked someone that wasn't going to like, just agree with him on everything that would like call no. him out on his shit. He picked somebody who would challenge him. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing. I think yeah. that's a really good thing. I, feel I like think I so could, too. I feel like I could see Jill being like, Joe, you need somebody that's going to push you. Yeah. And he's like, all right, you're not wrong. Joe, mm-hmm. I'm going to be de- busy decorating the White House for Christmas. I don't, I don't have time. I don't have to challenge you. Well, let's get that little African-American lady from California. What was her name? Oh my God. She wears Uh, Converse's. God love her. Chucks and pearls. One thing I will say about Jill Biden is that I appreciate how Jackie Kennedy, she's going on this mask business. She has every mask custom made in the same- Her inauguration mask. (laughs) The same shade and the same um, Mm -hmm. fabric as the whatever she's wearing. And I appreciate the shit out of that. Yeah, Yeah. whoever her social secretary is, she was like, this is how we're going to do it. And Jill said, Okay. Yes. Yeah, everyone- brought those plays to the National Guardsmen. Everyone was really slaying the outfits on inauguration day. That was Brandon's first- Brandon's first words. Jewel tones of- only. Yeah. Jewel tones only Jewel in the group only. chat. Um, yeah, the group <laughs> chat. Between Michelle, Jill, and Kamala. It was everybody in Jewel tones. Um, yeah. Brandon's first words he uttered while watching the inauguration. He turned it on and he didn't, hadn't said a thing until I heard him say, oh, Jill slaying in that outfit. Oh my God. <laughs> um, and she did. I, I watched it on my lunch break and I was sitting on the couch when Matt walked in from work to he came home for lunch that day and he opened the door and I was like, shit, <laughs> it was Michelle walking that runway. Oh, oh, oh. And I, and Matt was like, what are you watching? No. And then he looks up and he saw that it was C-SPAN and he was like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, Michelle Obama was truly, I mean, iconic. She- no, and she really does. Like, have you guys uh, watched Becoming on Netflix yet? No, no. but I, I plan on doing it this week, actually. You'll cry. It's fine. <laughs> and I both cried. Just in the scenes where they're showing the people meeting Michelle Obama and how much it meant to them to meet Michelle Obama. No, you're like already going to tear up. Like Brandon and I yeah. were both on the couch crying watching it because like- I, it's just, so I just love all the stuff where it's like Michelle Obama and Barack. It's like, it's like, no, it is. It's like Michelle and then President Obama. Yeah. And um, he is her arm candy. Yes. At this point. And he even like kind of admits that. Like he's so, he's so cool with it. He's like, yeah, she's my favorite. Um, I was reading an article and they were sort of like recapping past inaugurations and, and everything. And it was like, uh, let's never forget that at President Trump's inauguration, Hillary Clinton was seated next to George Bush. And after his speech, George Bush leans over to Hillary and goes, well, that was some weird fucking shit. Did he say that? <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah, Michelle looked amazing. And um, you'll see on the documentary, you know, it's about her book, uh, that I didn't know that she has, you know, a stylist. And the stylist is like, Michelle likes to take, like, fashion risks. Like, she'll wear, like, thigh-high boots and shit. And I Michelle? think after, I think while she was the first lady, she couldn't be quite as adventurous. But now... Yeah. She like is really out there with her fashion and bitch pulls it off. I'm like, yeah, she looked amazing with her like 1970s, like black exploitation, like kick-ass, like flared scarlet outfit. She looked phenomenal. Yeah. I will say 
loved Laura Bush. She knew she'd have to walk around all day. She wore flats. Oh yeah. I appreciate totally. that. And I appreciate her tip of the hat to Camilla uh, wearing pearls. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it just still makes me giggle that after Trump's speech, George Bush looked at Hillary and said that was some weird fucking shit. Yeah. Because George Bush saying <laughs> bad words just makes me giggle um, oh. with his paintings. <laughs> He's Bob Ross. It's fine. It's- <laughs> I wonder if he watches Bob Ross while he does it. Probably. Like he's in some like little studio in his ranch and he's like, happy trees. And he's like, happy soldiers, happy trees, happy soldiers. Um, anyways, after a failed run to garner the Democratic nominee, President Joe Biden selected Kamala Harris to be his running mate. She became an integral, in- integral part of the campaign and helped get votes from women, women of color and other minorities. She was a stronghold um, in those last months uh, in Pennsylvania, um, mostly Pennsylvania. And in fact, she went like all around the state. Um, and I read in that Vogue article that Vogue did about her where she sort of like broke down the last like month or so of the campaign trail where she was like, I just didn't stop like going. To, she's like, I was just doing something for the campaign every single day. She's like, I knew we couldn't stop. Um, she is the first ever woman to be the VP, as many of us know. She's the first ever person of color to be the VP. She's the first ever like minority to be the VP. Um, and as uh, she is married to uh, Doug Emhoff, the uh, second man, um, they with for uh, because of him, she has two stepchildren who she loves dearly, and that's where she gets the name of Mamala. Um, she loves Converse's pearl earrings, and she likes to make a very good tuna salad. From here, we will see how Kamala does um, in her first 100 days. I'm excited. Um, I will say she was integral in helping get John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock elected in Georgia, too. She tirelessly campaigned um, in the state during their runoff election. And she did a really good job of uh, helping actually get people just to show up to the polls and vote. Um, and it should be said that in their, um, like, election, like, for this election, the 2020 election, um, the Biden-Harris campaign got 80 million votes, so, which is a record number of votes that anyone has ever seen. I was going to say. Both, yeah. both candidates received record numbers because we'd never seen people many come people? out to vote like that ever. Yeah was wild you didn't sleep for days literally days i didn't sleep for days i would come home and i would just turn on the news and it'd be like oh more election coverage that's nice i'll take the dog and we'll go walk for nine hours <laughs> so, so that's cousin, our girl camilla man uh my cousin just texted me about the bernie memes she said, the so Bernie, good. she said they're good, but I, I agree with her. She goes, the Bernie horse has been beat. We can leave it alone, which <laughs> I do kind of agree at this point. It is all I'm seeing now. Like anything I scroll on Facebook has now something to do with Bernie Sanders. I did, um, I watched late night with Seth Meyers. He interviewed him. I don't know if you guys have seen this yet. And he asked him about it. And um, did Bernie ask what a meme is? No, he's seen that. His, his staff's been showing them to him and he didn't have much to say, but he did say the woman that made him the gloves 
is a teacher. Yes. And she makes them like on the side. And apparently she has just been inundated now with all of these requests for mittens. And it's she's amazing. Like, she's like, I'm sorry, I don't have time to make all these mittens. I'm a teacher. <laughs> so cute. But she's yeah. gonna start putting her class to work. Yeah. Little yeah. Making little mittens. sweatshop. Littlest sweatshop. Yeah. So cute. Um, Aww, little Vermont sweatshop. No, the you paid in maple syrup. <laughs> when when the meme started blowing up of Bernie Sanders, um, I was like, Matt, do you think it was like 10 o'clock at night? And I was like, Matt, do you think uh Michelle and Barack are just laying in bed right now, both scrolling on their phone, just like oh. <laughs> definitely hundred percent. Yeah, like, she's like, no, 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 look at this one, look at this one, look at this one. Look at this yeah. One. Oh, Barack, I know he's ever going to play. Wait, 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 just one more. The, the best one really is the one where it's like uh, Bernie showed up to the inauguration, like it's like he's got something, like it's like something he has to do, but it's not his whole day. He's got his mail. And well, shit. well, in my head, I was like, he probably honestly went to the went by the Capitol to like cl- like get his mail from his little like mail slot. Yeah, and from then his he like, and then he looked around and he was like, "Fuck, I forgot I had to go to this." And then he just like, like walked outside and sat down in a folding. He's chair. like, "Good thing I brought my good coat." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty good. I saw somebody that took a still of uh, Bridgerton and they put Bernie Sanders in there with them and they put, I burn for you. (laughs) (laughs) It was amazing. I was like, yes. Uh, That one was maybe my favorite one that I saw. Uh, God, they're so good. Um, My favorite thing that I saw out of the entire bit was someone took the clip of Michelle and Barack like walking through the Capitol and about to descend down to where the swearing in happens. And they put the instrumentals from crazy in love the da, 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 over them as they walked. Oh, no. it's great. I got it. I found it on Twitter and then I could never find it again. Oh shit. If you find it, send it to me. I, it was, it was good. I, I was just, I just kept watching it. <sighs> and then I found a video of um, the guy from Ellen who makes fun of people making food. Yeah. Um, making fun of a white lady makes SpaghettiOs in a pie crust. Oh, lovely. Kaylin? Yes. Don't yeah. watch that one. It's disgusting. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Hard. I don't even know that I want to see that. She rolls out white bread by just pounding her elbows onto it. Mm-hmm. And he goes, what is this? Some sort of gentrified struggle meal? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm dead. I lost it. He's so I'm funny. Dead. There's one where he does um, mac and cheese and it's like three white women in a kitchen making macaroni and cheese and they're emphasizing the importance of white pepper because people don't want to see pepper in their food. And he's like, who doesn't want to see pepper in their food? It's pepper. <laughs> so funny. Although white pepper is delicious, but I would I like, say- I like white pepper because it's more of a powder. Yeah, no, yeah. I love white pepper. Pepper but itself is like chunky. I wouldn't necessarily say like use white pepper so you can't see it. Like, no, that's like a weird aesthetic choice. It's a weird thing. Like pepper in and of itself is not offensive. No, no, it's not like, I don't want to see black flecks throughout my, like you just know it's, it's, it's just pepper. Pe- it, just pepper. It's, it's pepper. It's fine. Just get over it. Yeah. Well, on that note, it. on that note, follow us on Instagram at spaghetti heads podcast. Follow us on Twitter at spaghetti underscore heads. Email us your embarrassing stories at spaghettiheadspodcast.outlook.com. Anything else? I think I think that's it, man. I think that about wraps it up. Choosing, choosing with water. Same. I know, look at us being healthy. Cheers. Cheers, kids. <laughs>